Hi, I'm your host, Veronica Thompson, and welcome to Above the Mean, a podcast about individuals actively pursuing their passions and pushing themselves to be better than the standard in order to stand out. How are we? How are y'all doing? It's a brand new month, my favorite month, Black History Month. So y'all already know we're going to show out, we're going to represent. So make sure y'all are following our socials, especially Instagram, because every Friday this month, I plan to do my own little special Black Friday where I'm going to do a shout out for a black owned business. This episode is for the Weebles and for the fashionistas. Me and Emmanuel truly cover all things anime and specifically the relationship between the black community and anime. This is definitely one of my more lengthy podcasts, but I mean, that just happens when you're chopping it up with friends and you really get into a good rhythm talking with someone. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Emmanuel Williams, a very talented up-and-coming fashion designer who recently accepted a job offer with Levi's being an assistant designer on the men's team as well as a brand ambassador. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today, Emmanuel. I'm literally so excited to chop it up with you today. Nah, thank you for having me. You know, it's an honor. I'm always trying to support, so I'm glad that it's my chance to, you know, just, just to be here so no i'm excited i feel like all of our conversations are always like really good i feel like they're always like thought-provoking you like you always teach me something new which okay. i love i appreciate that i'm glad so. i'm glad i can give back you know i'm always trying to just <laughs> spread light you know what i'm saying no for sure because like okay you're a fashionable guy mm-hmm. you got style i'm trying to elevate myself i have style but you do it's have like style. It's a it's quirky style. It's like What's wrong with this? There's nothing no. wrong with my, my, I think my style is quirky. You know what I'm saying? No, but I like it because it makes it stand out. So Emmanuel, before we really tap in, I want to get our listeners acquainted with you first. Okay. Let's start with a little background. Where are you from originally? Where I'm from? So I was born in Houston, Texas, but my parents are from Lagos, Nigeria. Oh, okay. okay. My dad came here in 1982, like 21 years old, didn't know anybody, stayed in an apartment with like 11 people, got his master's at Texas Southern University. So that's like a little backstory, but I'm originally from Houston, Texas. That's so cool. Okay. H-Town, hold it down. <laughs> so were you always a creative person? Like as a kid, what would be your creative outlet? What did you do? <laughs> Was I always a creative person? I want to say yes. Um... I was always watching anime. That's really like I said. I've been watching anime since I was like, like three years old, three four years old, and from there, like you know, as a kid, I'm always drawing the characters, I'm coloring the characters, I'm playing with all my toys, and like, I didn't. I had a lot of toys growing up as a kid, but I didn't have every toy. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is like I would decorate my toys. I would make clothes for my toys out of like toilet paper and tape and markers and stuff like that. So. That's really where it's all like stemmed from. That's so cool. I love that. I actually, my one trick at fashion designing, I made like a jean purse for my American Girl doll. Okay. And I remember my dad actually helped me out with it because he was actually really good at sewing. He was actually the one who taught me how to sew because oh. his grandma actually taught him how to sew. And he was like, this is like a very important life lesson for you to know <laughs> how to do. 
and i loved it like i definitely love the fact that you used to make clothes for your anime but i but the thing about it is i had no clue back then i was just doing it as a kid this is because this is remember i didn't know i was gonna be a fashion designer as a kid yeah i had no i just played basketball i just really loved watching basketball so as i got older and just realized a lot of things and i was like wow it was always there you know what i'm saying so that's basically like wow that's really cool and i wanted to jump back in because i know anime like that is one thing that I really do love about your designs is that you really incorporate anime into them. Mm -hmm. And I want to get back into that. Yes. What what would you say is your favorite anime? My favorite anime. Who? Okay. Naruto. Naruto is definitely like day one. Naruto is my favorite anime. I feel like I can relate to him a lot as a character, you know, like, you know, he doesn't have any parents. He's a lot of people bullied him, didn't believe he could be successful. Like his goal of being Hokage, which is like the, the strongest, the strongest ninja, like in his village. So I just felt relatable to be like, okay, people, a lot of people told me, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. So I always felt like I could relate to him on that. So Naruto is one of my favorite animes. Um, you know, every, every black kid growing up, everyone liked Dragon Ball Z. There's not, I don't think there's nobody here that didn't like Dragon Ball Z. People talk about it now, but everybody liked Dragon Ball Z. Tell me why I was literally watching a YouTube video today where the guy was like, if you're a black person and you said you didn't watch Dragon Ball Z growing up, you lied. Your own culture, <laughs> you lied, your own culture, like, Every black person watched Dragon Ball Z. No, I remember like the first time I ever watched Dragon Ball Z was at my cousin's house and they would always have it on. And I don't think I registered what it was at the time. But now looking back, that was definitely like my first kind of exposure, True. I feel like, into the world of anime. Uh, see, the thing that's a good thing because a lot of people need to give Dragon Ball Z more credit. Like It's called the founding father of anime in the sense of like, that was like one of the first animes brought to America. So if Dragon Ball Z didn't come to America, anime wouldn't really be that popular. Yeah, because so anime didn't come to the U.S. till like the 1960s. Or like no, well, this this see, I can educate you really honestly. I Go can for really, it. So All like, right. so the Let first my inner what is it? Weeble? Inner weave. Your inner weave. Okay, can you please explain what that definition is? Because I I just know it means someone who really likes anime. Yeah, basically so. That's really all it is—a yeah. weeb, someone who really likes anime. That's but really, how do you get okay? <laughs> that's really so. Like you got a you got a Hunter X Hunter shirt on. So I'm if I were to saw you, <laughs> you're a weeb, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. It's just what people call you, or they also call you. Um, I think it's a Japanese term. Don't don't miss. I don't want to be miscalled, but it's otaku. O t a k u otaku. So okay, you like anime and stuff and manga and stuff like that. But like, going back to what I was saying, the first. I think the first anime ever made was was Astro Boy. Yes, I remember it was looking Astro at Boy. It was made in the '60s. I know. I just know for a fact that like anime really came popular in America in the '90s with Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, and Yu Yu Hakusho, which is actually mm -hmm. the same creator as Hunter x Hunter. I remember you showing me that mm -hmm. one. Exactly. Like, and the thing is, like, people need to watch Yu Yu Hakusho too because that show helped make Bleach, Naruto. Everything it's like a founding father as well. Like people need to give that show more credit. But that's what made anime popular. So when Dragon Ball Z came, that really like introduced that. Also, Power Rangers actually has an impact as well. So you know everybody knows what Power Rangers is. Yeah. Honestly, Power Rangers was made came to America in the nineties, but they've been making Power Rangers in Japan since like the seventies. It's called Super Sentai, and back in the day too. Um, 
Marvel. Marvel had a deal with like I think it's Toy Toy Company. There was like a there's a Japanese Spider-Man TV show like that. That was like the founding father like Japanese culture and Japanese action and stuff like that. So, from my understanding, what I know that it was Power Rangers, Dragon Ball Z, and all that. That's what really. Oh, also the movie Akira. Akira, look that up. That's a really dope movie. It's iconic. It's referenced in a lot of shows. See, you are really knowledgeable about anime. That's why I say you're my anime guru. Of course, I try, I try. And I think that's interesting because I feel like anime really used to have a negative stigma to it. Like, it wasn't really until recently, until you had celebrities like Megan Thee Stallion, Ariana Grande, and Michael B. Jordan, who are, like, very public about their love for anime, Mm -hmm. that it started to become, quote-unquote, like, popular or or popular. Not even even them, even, but them, yes, but also, are you familiar with RDC World? With who? RDC World, Supreme Dreams. Okay. The dark skin, DC, yeah. the dude who be making fun of LeBron. Yeah. No, actually, no. I, I'm telling you, if you pull up their memes on Twitter, like the dude, you never seen a dude making fun of LeBron. Like I'm 36. Like no. Well, okay, look them up. There okay. you. So there. So like I said, like like you said, watching anime had a bad connotation. So like back in high school, like you watch anime, people yeah, used to like tell people me that. people used to kind of look at you sideways if you said like openly, yeah, right, I like right, anime, especially if you were black. So, yes. So you know what I'm saying? So what I was being said, so. RDC World, like they're like one of my favorite YouTubers. They're all they're black men. They're like a collective. They're from Denton, so they made this meme on Twitter like when people take anime too far, it went viral on Twitter and stuff like that. So seeing that, I was like what fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. Seeing that, I was like, you can watch anime and be cool and be go viral. Like they were making it seem cool, so it was like they were like it really made it like no so. You should watch them. They're on YouTube. Every they actually live in Austin. Really? Yeah, I met them. Like I met them last last year. I was like, wow, I'm meeting my favorite YouTubers because them their videos let me know that oh, I can do anime and fashion as a black man. I can combine the two. So they're definitely like people who made anime popular. Just watch. They have multiple types of skits like anime cartoons versus like regular cartoons. Um, they just just well just watch them. They just they're like I love them like. Wait, and that's really good that you were able to find someone to kind of like relate to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like kind of made you feel seen mm-hmm. and like not like abnormal for liking anime because mm-hmm. I feel like anime in the black community is really it's a very interesting subject. Like we could definitely oh, unpack we, this. We could go for, like, da- we could go for days. <laughs> um, I feel like if you are in, if you're black and you say like you like anime, you're kind of looked like you're seen as alternative quote unquote like you're that all black girl or that all black guy Mm -hmm. who like likes the um, i feel like it the i know what you're trying to say i can't even give a word to it but it's like like, you're very you're different abnormal yes you know you don't watch the typical shows like but it's like you have shows like boondocks that are very very that is very very (laughs) anime based people love it it's literally boondocks is an anime watch rdc road they'll even say it no boondocks is exactly anime, so. like boondocks is the black people anime literally and i feel like anime if you really give it a chance has really deep messages sometimes like there is very there's very different genres of anime like yes you have your horror 
where you have your gore, you have mm-hmm. your spli- spice of life. Slice, slice, slice of life. Slice, slice of, of life. life. And then you have, but I feel like for the most part, like they have really important lessons if mm. you really listen to what they're talking about. about. They have great messages and that's why, so I don't, I don't trip because I've learned a lot of things from anime. Like anime has taught you like, a lot of my, how I carry myself comes from anime, like how to work hard, how to be genuine to others, how to be a good friend, how to just, you know, like there's so many things you can learn from anime that I feel like people don't give a chance to because of you don't understand what they're saying or the animation, the color. And it's just like, there's so many things that come from it. And it's like, shoot, what I want to, it's just, I just think it's a beautiful thing. I think everyone should watch it because I feel like there's an anime for everybody, like you said. Slice of Life. There's an anime about basketball. There's an anime about boxing. There's an anime, an anime about mystery. There's an anime about cooking. Like there's an anime about Ooh, aliens. That cooking one is really food wars. Yes, that's I just love it. Yes, okay. And I put it on to my friends. I, <laughs> I literally gathered my friends over here and we were mm-hmm. watching something else. And I was like, hey guys, I want to show you this <laughs> anime that I just discovered. <laughs> and <laughs> I put it on for them. Literally the 10 minutes in they're all looking back at me like veronica what is this what the hell did you just put on and i'm just smiling so big like it's awesome right guys y'all mess with this yeah and they're just like no no and but but no literally a week later i had two of them text me and they're like hey i actually really like this show i've been watching and i was like to give it a chance people think oh what is what is this This but then when they watch it Cause it really, you know, some anime it takes some time to really for it to like to it get does. hooked. It does take time because I don't think I really got into anime until the pandemic. Cause mm, quarantine, like I was binge watching everything on Netflix from The Vampire Diaries okay. to Gossip Girl, okay. and I was just like, Ugh, I'm so tired of this. Like, <laughs> I need to try something new. Something and different. I watch the. I had just finished Avatar: The Last Airbender, which is borderline anime. It's not. It's not an anime. It's, it's not, not. But when people it, accept it into the community, really, I feel like it's a bridge. Mm-hmm. It was the bridge that I needed because I was like, I really, really loved that series, and mm-hmm. so it was one night I was just scrolling through Netflix and oh. I saw anime come up, and I was like, you know what? Today's I'm gonna give this day. a chance, <laughs> and I put on Oron Host Club, and. I love it. It's it would definitely fall in the slice of life category, but I hate it because at the same they got me so hooked and it only had one season. But I that's what manga's for. Uh, that's also what manga's for. I also got the ch- oh so wait they only have one season officially. Yeah, they've they never only, made any other more seasons. They never made any more seasons, and that's why I've been uh, like craving it. So I'm like I know I need to go read the manga so uh, I can know what happens with the story. And I got the cheats for that. You know you don't have to watch. All your anime on Netflix. Ooh. I'm gonna say that it may. It, I don't want to get in trouble, but I'm gonna say that there's there's websites. Ooh, where I can get my anime fix. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you can just watch everything. No ads, no ads. Like that's how I, like growing up watching anime. Like yeah, I would go on the websites like Viz Media, Hulu, and stuff like that. But there's websites where like. Are we dropping website names? Might as well. I hope, as long as I don't get in trouble for it. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Kiss Anime was definitely a popular one at the time. I think it still exists somehow. Like, it has everything. Kiss Anime, Watch Cartoon Online. For the free 99. Free 99. No ads. No nothing. Like, you can watch everything. You can watch. It has all the seasons, too. Like, everything. Like, I think, for example, like Bleach. People are like, oh, Bleach only has the first five seasons. Shoot, go and watch cartoon. It'll have all 13. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
Like, and that's how I grew up watching anime. Like, just finding different websites that have the English sub or the English dub. You know what I'm saying of the show. Oh, see, and I, I definitely prefer watching anime and dub. I will watch sub, but I just like the voices. I got, I got, I, I got onto you for this before. I think I got onto you for this on TikTok or something. Yes, I feel like like people who are diehards they look at me when I say I like dub, and they're just like, "Oof, you're not Ooh, a real anime fan." A, see, the thing is, see, I don't mind. Like, there's certain animes I watch in dub and sub. In my opinion, I feel like the newer animes mm-hmm. just watch that in sub. But the older ones, you can watch that in dub. Because I just, I don't know what it is. I just feel like it was more authentic back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can watch DBZ in dub. Dragon Ball Z is actually preferred in dub. Like, there's certain animes, like, they get a pass. Like, it has to be watched in dub. So, like, Yu Yu Hakusho, I would tell you to go watch that in dub. Like, don't even watch it. In don't sub. mess with the sub. No. And I'm not saying the sub's not good, but, like, it's just, there's, because anime is iconic. So, like, when you... Certain shows, you can watch it in dub, and it's going to be fine. Like, the voice acting is fine. Like, Bleach, you can watch that in dub. Hunter x Hunter. See, I watched it in I watched it in both, but my friend told me to watch it in sub. So, I liked it in sub. So, you can watch that in sub. Especially because there's two. Okay, see, you're going to have me go no, down. No, I know that there is two. There's, there's two, the old all, one. There's an older then one. The, there's a new one. I haven't watched the older one. I've seen clips. It's I prefer the newer one. I've seen some of the older one, but I definitely prefer the newer one. That's in sub. So, certain things you want to watch. So, anything that's new right now. Just watch that in sub, honestly. In my opinion, in my opinion, I don't, what, what else are you watching in dub? So I can just tell you, like, you're missing out. Right now, the last anime that I finished was it's a Netflix one, Eden Zero. Oh, I've heard of that. One. Oh wait, is that is that the one? It's like set in space, kind of. I think that's the creator. So you are you? I'm pretty sure. Are you familiar with um Fairy Tale? Yes, yes, uh, it is the same, the same creator. creator. That's his new. That's his newest show. Yes, and I show. like it. Fairy tale. I've only watched a little bit, but I honestly I didn't give it much of a chance. But I really liked Eden Zero. You should fairy tale. Okay. Fairy tale is one of the iconic I, ones. I feel like it is. Yes, it, it is. It's up there. My my just so my problem with fairy tale, they just goof around too much. Like they could be fighting the enemy and then start cracking jokes. Like most animes do it, but they just be doing it for too long. Like I think my pet peeve. Okay, I want to know. I'm gonna say what is one of your pet peeves with anime? Shoot. <laughs> um, they talk for like 15 minutes and they only fight for five minutes. And then we're on a cliffhanger next time on this episode. Where he like, I hate that. It's like we did all this for 15 minutes. Y'all talked like nothing, nothing. But I know why they do it. I actually know why. But it's like I will give you that. anime is very heavy in dialogue because I feel like one of my pet peeves, you can literally have an entire season and have it take place over the course of a day. Literally. Like because they're literally breaking down what each character is doing, sure. like each minute, each, each second, hour, what they're like, thinking, yes. what they're going to do. And I'm just like, bruh. Do you know about the longest anime fight? I feel like it was Hunter x Hunter season mm-hmm. three when they were talking about the ants for 60 episodes. Oh, see, the Chimera ants. See, I'm still finishing it, but I'm talking about like just the fight itself. Uh uh-uh. uh. So Goku versus Frieza. Okay. That fight lasts 20 episodes. Are you serious? I'm just that one fight. One is fight alone. It's five hours. I think it's like a five-hour runtime, and the it's a it, it's a funny joke in the anime community because it's like when Goku and Frieza are fighting, Frieza tells Goku, "You have five minutes to defeat me." So you're gonna tell me twenty episodes was just summarizing five minutes? So because they get so complex, they like talking, they really that inner dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. <laughs> That inner dialogue. I never heard the word dialogue before. <laughs> okay. Is that, okay. is that a real word? 
Well, you know, all right, you know me. We on above the mean. Mm-hmm. I am going to say things wrong. And we're just going to rock with it. We're going to roll flowing. with it. <laughs> we're going to keep going. No, I was really thought, I know I thought it was actual word. Um, no, I really thought. No. Oh, it's not. No. <laughs> Look, man, I'm always trying to learn. It's just the confidence in the way that I say uh, it. I make people think that the words I'm saying is real, even though I they're really not. I really believe I was like, Marlo, okay. I'm going to add it to my dictionary. Oh, my <laughs> Never heard of that one before. What SAT word is this? Oh my god, I definitely got so off topic with oh, you, but fun. I love that. Um, oh my god, yeah. One thing I did want to talk about was just I noticed there's kind of a shift going on in anime. I feel like there's definitely since it's becoming more and more popular in America mm-hmm. that they're starting. We're starting to see more and more black people and people of color being kind of put on screen like incorporate into the anime stories, which I feel like mm-hmm. definitely was not present before. Yeah. And I mean, right. To an extent, like it wasn't like, um, it was like, I feel like, like with Dragon Ball Z, there's that character that everyone knows was technique was black. Just based on the way, like oh, he talks. Are you talking mannerism. about Piccolo? <laughs> yeah. Just based on like Piccolo's his mannerisms. For sure. and Piccolo is one, is one of us. But it's like, now we're starting to actually yeah, see characters, characters with like melanin actually on screen. Right. And I think that's awesome. Cause I mean, representation matters. It's very important. And the thing, and that's the, see, that's the beautiful thing about anime. Like they don't just pull from their culture. They'll pull from everything, like, like okay, Yu-Gi-Oh is a pretty basic anime to watch, but like that's Egyptian culture. They pull off of like Egyptian stuff. Bleach, Bleach does a great job of representation. Mm-hmm. There's characters who are French. There's characters that are Hispanic. There's characters that are black. Like, it's like you said, it's a beautiful thing to find. See, because really too, I feel like people can hide it as much as they want. Black people love anime. That's you. I look at someone like. I feel like more than anything. Black people love stories. They do love stories. Because I feel like that's, it dates back all the way to like our ancestors, like Mm, telling stories. stories. Like, I feel like we really treasure good storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what anime is. Really, it really, it's a a ride. You know what I'm saying? I really, that's the way, it's a ride. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. I really do. And I literally, doing some research for this, I just recently discovered, like, black content creators have been making meaningful meaningful contributions to the anime cultures. I didn't realize that there were these twins, Arthel and Darnell Isam, who have actually helped establish, and I'm so sorry if I butcher this name, Darshita Jijo. Let me see if I can pronounce this. (laughs) Cause all right, I butchered it really bad. Dart. Oh, that's in Japan. I follow them. Yes, Dart Shita Geo. It's Japan's. Shita Geo. Shita Geo. Okay. I don't know, but I know exactly <laughs> what you because I follow them on Instagram. Like, it's their their studios in Japan. Yeah, they help establish the first predominantly black-owned anime studio in 2016. That's beautiful. Like, I just love that. Like, I. Everyone always talks about growing up, how much representation matters, because I feel like kids, they need to see themselves on screen. They need to know that this is a possibility for them, that this is not just a fantasy or a dream, but it can be a reality. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, I love the fact that 
we now have these black content creators who are in this space who are putting black characters on screen like on animes and like mm-hmm. accurately representing black stories and black narratives because mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. before when animes would include uh characters of color mm-hmm. they would kind of do it in more of a satirical way where yes. they would really dramatize yes. stereotypes Types, or like, like the, our sizes of our lips and stuff like that I, I definitely agree with that especially like the older animes yes but if you look at the newer ones like they're really like trying to make a difference and a change like, they're making it way more and inclusive I, and, and I, I like that you know they did a they did an anime about um, the first black samurai yes Yusuke. with my man like Keith Stanfield yes oh <laughs> I, I, did you watch it did you I, watch it? I watched it to support I however didn't really like that anime but i thought the, the cinematography and aesthetic beautiful the fact that they had thundercats being the opening song honestly, beautiful honestly, yes. like i think everything aesthetically about that anime was amazing the mm-hmm. storyline itself eh, mm-hmm. i wasn't a fan <laughs> and that's valid you know it's you know sometimes it's hit or miss you know what i'm saying yeah so. but i definitely i love seeing anime coming into like a progressive step okay we talked a lot about anime. I gotta yeah, also yeah. talk about your fashion. Yes, 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 but they, they, you know, it's okay. We, we just flowing. We flowing. We flowing. Okay. So I have a lot of friends who are into fashion, and they always mm-hmm. talk about how Texas is kind of always last to pick up trends. Like Texas is no London or New York City or Paris, yeah. who the cities who are literally on the forefront For the of fashion. Exactly. Like, do you feel like being here in Texas has kind of crippled your like creativity when it comes to fashion Mm, no i think in my opinion it gave me an advantage how so so remember i told you like i got accepted to be a full-time designer at levi's Mm -hmm. and the thing the beautiful thing about it is like think about it like there's probably only three fashion programs in texas and one's at university of texas 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 tech uh baylor I think, and then I'm pretty sure UNT does, like, fashion merchandising, right? But think about it, like, so you have your fashion schools, like, Parsons and stuff like that. That's FYT. FYT. That's all in New York. But but just think about it, like, all those people are applying to Levi's or all these other fashion companies. So when these people see these people, oh, another person from FIT. Not to say these people aren't talented, but it's like, for me, it's like, oh, you see somebody from Texas, it's like. Oh, it kind of gives you, it makes you stand out. It makes you stand out. And I really think that's something that has something to do with it. It's like, Texas, there's fashion in Texas. Like, you know, so it, it piques their interest because it's something different, you know? Yeah, I actually never thought of it like that. But that's really, that's really true. Like, it kind of, I guess, gives you a leg or a foot in the door. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not they're not used to it, you know what I'm saying? They're used to your FITs, your Parsons and stuff like that. So you hear someone who's a fashion major from UT, like, let me see what this is about. You know what I'm saying? And so how did you land your job with Levi's? True, I did not. God. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> God. Um, man, I can go on for days with this. This is a story. So, But I don't mind sharing the story because it's a testimony. I always wanted to inspire others. So yeah. basically, you know, growing up as a kid, I told you I played basketball and stuff like that. But, you know, that didn't work out. But I always wanted to... I always wanted to have my own signature shoe and stuff like that. So my goal is like to work for Nike. I always wanted to be a fashion designer for Nike. Coming into college, like when you met, I wanted to work for Nike. Like I had it 
all planned out. I'm going to, I even wanted to go to the, um, the University of Oregon where that's where Ooh, they, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to go there, but I don't have 200K. So let me, let me stay in Texas. <laughs> I'm top 5% of my class. I can get accepted anywhere. I heard how prestigious of a school UT is. Um, so, so I'll speed up and then because we'll probably have to, we'll probably backtrack anyways. But to speed it up, you know, usually when you're a design student, your goal is to intern for a major company because that's usually how it goes. You intern, you do get your internship, and then they hire you as a full-time designer. That's usually the, the pattern. Okay. So and you're usually supposed to do it the summer before your senior year. So due to the pandemic and stuff like that, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. I had other great opportunities that we can get into later. So uh, that my senior year, I applied to Nike one more time. One more final time. And this is at that point it's like this is as good as my resume could get, my portfolio, my website. Like this is it. I'm I'm banking on everything. This is it. So I applied. I told my design teacher, the one that like I think I've spoken to you about her before. This design teacher, like she means a lot to me. Her name is Eve. She really helped me find my aesthetic. She's the one letting me know I can combine anime and fashion. Like there's definitely a place for you. Because back then, you know, I don't have the traditional route to fashion. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my classmates, some of them have been sewing since they were like five, since they were like 12. I didn't know how to sew until I got to college. I didn't know how to do nothing about fashion. Wait, so you applied as a fashion major not knowing how to sew? Not knowing how to sew, not nothing. I love the confidence. That is confidence right there. <laughs> I just I had a purpose. That. I just had a purpose. I knew where I wanted to be in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know... I want to do this. I want to be a shoe designer at first, initially. So, and that work that works for Nike. So I applied to Nike. So I told her, and she was proud of me. She was like really believing that it might happen. But she also advised me not to put all my eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. So she told me to look at other companies I see myself working at. And that's usually what they want for us. Like apply to like apply. They always just tell just you miss the shots you don't you don't take right. So just apply. Exactly. Apply. 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 So. I was okay. I'll give it a chance. So I saw Levi's, and the thing about me is like I believe God is very like intentional. So the summer before that, I had worked with this man. His name is Samuel Alexander. He's a black man. He's been in the fashion industry for forty years. I interned with him. He actually worked for Levi's in the seventies. So when I applied to Levi's, this probably like December of my senior year, which is just yeah, like December, I applied. And they emailed me. They emailed me to asking me, when do you plan on graduating and stuff like that? And that's not normal. I'm looking at the email like, this is not normal. Like, they don't usually ask you those questions. Because usually for me personally, you know, every time I've applied for an internship, it's like, well, I'm sorry to hear, but we're going to move on to the like next. Like a very generic kind of response. So like, like that they send everybody. Like, we're not no longer participating with you you know what i'm saying so to hear that i was like wow like so from there the next step was a phone call interview and i was then wanting to just be go down my whole resume and i was a little nervous because like i said i didn't know anything about fashion until i got to college so i'm thinking like yeah i have experiences but i'm thinking i don't have enough fashion experience for them to be like oh we, we definitely want you but i was actually wrong 
what everything that I did in college was exactly what they were looking for. Me studying abroad, me being part of the African historian organization, me doing this org and this org on my campus, me giving back to the community, me being like a like a fully like well rounded, basically not even well rounded, but you just being you. Literally, I was like, that's really what you could say. Me studying abroad, like it was just me being me, is exactly what they're looking for. So I was like, wow. So from there, she loved everything I had to say. And I was really trying. I was telling everything I could say. Like, I was, like, making sure. So from there, um, she said she would get back to me, that she would review me to the to the other people and stuff like that, the, I guess, like, the recruiting team or something like that. So I didn't hear back for, like, like quite some time, quite some time. So usually I, I sent a follow-up email. So also, too, I also don't believe in coincidences. I think everything's from God. I don't believe in them. So... When I sent her the follow-up email, her colleague emailed me. And this is the same weekend. Have I been in contact with her about the internship? I said, I guess I have, actually. And that's crazy. Like, she had no clue that I emailed her. I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? So I was really excited. So from there, the next step was they wanted me to have an interview with, like, the director of Men's Bottoms for Levi's and a senior designer, which is a senior designer is, like, the highest level of designer you can be before you're, like, on a, like, a director level and stuff like that. Okay. So I did that interview and it was like I was already prepared for it because the summer before too, I got mentored by a a Nike senior designer that went to UT. So the textile program was doing something like that where like we have these brands. If you want to work here in the future or you see this is the type of brand for you, we have mentors that want to show you what it's like to be a designer in the industry. So that. Oh, that's kind of cool. So they can give you like a better idea of what to expect. What to expect, what it's like. So it's kind of like I was already being trained for this moment. It, it's beautiful because the, the senior designer, I showed him my website. He, I showed him my work and he was like, this is great. If you could polish your craft for like a year, then for within the next year, a job will definitely want to have you, will definitely want to take you. So that was like a very like reassuring moment for me, especially since he worked for Nike. Like, like at that time, I really wanted to work for Nike. So that was the beautiful thing. So from there, what happened next? What happened? Yeah, so from there, I was already prepared because I know what it's like to be on Zoom. I know what it's like to design. I know what it's like to talk about what I'm trying to do. So really with that, I really I prayed before I did the interview. I just was myself. I just was myself, told them who I was, what I wanted to do. They loved it, but then they still told me that they would get back to me. I was like, dang, like, how many interviews can I do? (laughs) So from there, um, they emailed me. They said they wanted me to make a design project, and the design project was a fall-winter collection for men's, and they gave me one week to do it. So for me, it's like, if I had one week to change my life, like one shot to change my whole life, like like this, this is, is it. it. This is it. This is literally the moment I've been waiting for in my whole life, especially coming into college. So I don't think I didn't sleep till five in the morning every day that week working on that project. I was like, this is going to change my life. I'm about to eat, sleep, sleep. and just Draw, draw, Levi. sketch, like, research, everything. Eat, sleep, draw, oh, everything. And the funny, like spring break was the week after. So I was like, okay, I'll rest after spring break. So let me just let me just do it. So I worked hard, I researched and everything like that, and I presented my project to them, and they loved it. 
they loved how intentional I was. They loved how I thought things through. And I just loved it. And they, they, it was great. And the funny thing is, again, they still didn't tell me I got it yet. They didn't tell me. So they're making you work for it. Yeah, honestly, which is, <laughs> which is fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I understand. So it was that Friday. And then I think it was that Monday. Yeah, it was the following Monday. That following Monday, I woke up and they called me. And it's like, yeah, the recruiter, same recruiter, she was like, we want to say they think you're a great asset to the team. They love your designs. We would love to bring you on board for the internship. And I'm like, this is it's paid. Unfortunately, it's going to be remote because of the pandemic. But like, this was it. Like, I was so happy. This is literally spring break. Like, this is how I spent my started my spring break. Like, I got a, an internship with a major company with Levi's. Yeah. So that's how that happened. And then later on, you know, it's a, it's an internship, so it's ten weeks. So you only have ten. So it's kind of like. It's like a 10-week interview, basically. Yeah, they're making sure, like, can you cut it? Are you going to be actually be able to thrive here? Mm-hmm. And you know me, I was like, I'm already here. So, I'm, you know, I, I didn't come to play. Like, I really knew I wanted this. So I worked hard for 10 weeks. I had to do another project. So this one, instead of fall, winter, this one was spring, summer. So it was a spring, summer project. I also had to do a group project with my group, with my group members. And it was about digital marketing. Mm -hmm. So, and how to target Gen Z more. Cause that's the goal. That's the direction Levi's is trying to go right now. How to pull in more people from Gen Z. So I worked hard for 10 weeks and stuff like that. They loved my project. The, the, um, like the, pre was it the president of Levi's or the VP of Levi's? Some, I forgot of design. She loved it. She said, this is great. Like, I'm glad to see this direction and stuff like that. Also, I told you I put one of my TikToks on my group project. And the VP of Mark is like, wow, you're a natural in front of the camera. We would love to make you a brand ambassador as see, well. that's dope. Honestly. It's, man, it was beautiful. I was just like, I was shocked. Because remember, there's like 60 people on this call. Like, all my interns are on this call. The exec board is on this call. I'm pretty positive the CEO of Levi's. Yeah, he was on there. The CEO of Levi's is on the call. Like, and to be getting that validation you know and like acknowledgement that you're really doing your stuff. Is literally, a, that's amazing. Literally, I was just, I actually, it's funny. I was actually getting teary eyed because it's like, you know, I was just like, man, like what? There's been many sleepless nights. I, there's been nights where like, I've been sewing, like the sun is coming up, like it's seven in the morning. The sun is coming up. And I still got to present the design in in two hours. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just to me, it touched because it's like I would never thought I would make it this far. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I just thank God because it's like, man, I, I lost a lot of sleep. <laughs> but it's worth it because obviously all that hard work paid off. So from your internship, you were able to secure the a full position. time full time offer. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, like all the benefits, you know what I'm saying? So the first thing I'm doing, so they told me I got I got dental insurance. I'm like, okay, for sure I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed. Though, for <laughs> sure. I got vision insurance too. Okay, I'm getting contacts for a fact. So it's it's just it's beautiful. That's like to the circle back on it too. Like I told you my dad came to America in nineteen eighty two by himself, didn't know nobody. He was like twenty one years old. And when he um when I told him I got the full time offer he was crying, you know, and that that really like touched my heart because just like just think about it, like how much he sacrificed, you know what I'm saying? How much he sacrificed and everything he had to do, and like his son is good, like his son's good, fresh out of college, I'm fresh out of college too, so I'm just I just go give God the glory, like I'm grateful, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's basically how the Levi's thing happened. 
But that's amazing. Like, and that's really a testimony to just like, you can want something and dream for something, but if you don't put in the work, like... What is faith without works? That's what the Bible says. You mm, know what I'm saying? What yeah. is faith? You can... You got to still put the work. You can have the faith, but you got to put the work in. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really want it, you how bad do you want, want it? it? And the thing about it, like, you can do it. I'm not going to... I'll never let no one say... I told you, you know, I grew up being bullied a lot. A lot of people didn't think I would, like, make it far or whatever and stuff in life like that, but... And I always want my life to be a testimony. Like, you can do anything you set your mind to. Don't let nobody ever tell you you can't do it. Because I know exactly what that's like. People, when I remember senior high school, people didn't think I was going to be a designer. People were laughing at it. Like, what? They were not, like, coaches, teachers. I'm not even, like, classmates. Like, like they were not supportive at all. No, people. No, I was always, I've always been, like, the underdog. Always. You know what I'm saying? So... I always want my life to be a test. Don't let nobody. That's why I talk like Naruto so much because he's always the underdog. You know what I'm saying? And he, I'm not gonna spoil Naruto, but let's just know he he does he does what he needs to do at the end. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how I want my I want my life to be. Just be a light. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and for others, like if mm-hmm. I can do it, you can do you it can too. You can do it too because people didn't expect me to do it. You know what I'm saying? So and I feel like that's low key the best type of like flex like <laughs> the silent flex like all right you didn't believe in me well i believe in me enough to go work hard manifest and get this and you're just gonna you're see my glory exactly. like yeah. literally so that you know what's, what's that one song i have on so there's two songs i always have on repeat what's that mike jones back then they didn't want oh, that's like, my thing yes. if i could have a theme song back that, then they, they didn't, didn't want, want me now i'm hot hoes all up on me. me that's my song and then how about now Mike Jones, Mike <laughs> Jones. Jones. Yes. So that's basically it with that story. So what are some brands that kind of motivate or inspired you really? Inspire me. Um, rest in peace, definitely Off-White, Virgil, Virgil's. Mm-hmm. I've actually, so I didn't get to physically talk to him, but I was in a Zoom seminar with him. So Ooh. Yeah, I was in a Zoom seminar. So like Virgil's definitely like someone that inspires you because like, he doesn't just do fashion. Like he's a DJ. Like it shows like he can you can do a lot of things as a creative. So Virgil, especially he's a black man too. Like he was the director of Louis Vuitton. Like a black man? That's ridiculous. So Virgil, um, so my favorite brand right now, my, it's my favorite brand. It's called Pure Moss. It's P Y E R M O S. The designer is Kirby Jean Raymond. So I was watching this TV show called Next in Fashion. So it's like a bunch of upcoming designs and stuff like that. So Kirby Jean Raymond, he's a black man. I think he's Haitian too. And for me, like I said, I respect Alexander McQueen, but I never, that was, Kirby Jean Raymond was the first time, like, or Pierre Moss was the first time I felt like I can identify with a designer. And he's a black man. And it's crazy because, like, I also think we design the same. Or, like, I think my designs, his designs remind me of mine. Like, he uses a lot of color. Like, I'm not afraid to use any color in my design. So he's definitely someone that inspires me a lot. He also has his own signature shoe. And I tell you, that's still a goal of mine. Like, I would love to have my own. Still want to do clothes, but I would love to have my own signature shoes. So he does both. And he, like, all black models, all black everything. Like, he just, he did a couture pe- couture collection for, uh, was it Paris Fashion Week or something like that? I don't remember. And he did, his, his collection was inspired by black inventions. So he's definitely someone like, I hope, I really proud to meet him one day. I, I'm over here fanboying already, but if I ever meet him, I'm like, like you really inspired me a lot to let me know that 
I can keep going. So. And so you said that he uses a lot of color. What would you say, how would you define your fashion? Like your, the designs that you make, mm-hmm. how would you define them? Uh, I would define them as animated, anime, literally, because I'm not afraid to use color. And my goal for when I make clothes, so I, re- I told you I really like anime. So my goal every day is like, imagine you can go to school, go to work, you can go to your life as your favorite anime character, but you still look realistic. So I just it's just animated. That's the word I would like to use. It looks like I pulled it off from an anime thing, like panel, TV show, whatever. So. And I love that because I I love the fact that you incorporate anime into your designs because. I didn't realize that Michael B. Jordan actually did a collaboration mm-hmm. with, with Coach, Coach and with it was and it was cool. I liked it, but I felt like it was very contained mm. because I feel like although he kind of came up with some cool shirts and, and some like fanny bags, packs yeah, and like yeah. jackets, what you're designing are full attires, full outfits, yes. like. It's a fit from head to toe, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I really give you credit for because it's like you're not just stopping at the simplistic designs. You're really creating like you're creating a fit. You're creating a whole experience. Thank you. And that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? I just because for me, so like a lot of people, too, you know, so, you know, I'm still trying to launch a brand. People always ask me, like, why haven't you launched a brand yet? Why you haven't launched a brand yet? Or like, where do you even see your brand going? And for me, like, I want to have, like, I want my stuff to be on, like, on a runway. Like, on a runway, I want my stuff to be worn on red carpets by celebrities and stuff like that. So, it's crazy to bring up Michael B. Jordan. Like, I follow Michael B. Jordan. Like, I knew, like, whenever the day comes when my brand is here, Michael B. Michael B. Jordan is definitely a person, like, I'm definitely going to reach out to. Because I know he's going to be someone who's going to see the vision. You know what I'm saying? So, that's, I appreciate, that's really my goal. And I appreciate what you said. Those were, like, very kind words, so. No, yeah, definitely. Because I think they're true. Like, I think designing in general is hard. Being a creative is hard because it's so difficult Mm -hmm. to come up with your own style and your own design, especially in today's world where it's like very, the market is very saturated with so many different designers and so many different people. Mm -hmm. It's hard to stand out. Mm -hmm. And I think one good thing about your designs is they're very much you because although that they're anime influenced, I feel like you also have some African influence in there. Yes, that is true. That is true. So my senior design collection, right, that I was supposed to do for the the UT fashion show, um, my goal was to combine Japanese print and African print. So, you know, I grew up Nigerian. Well, you grew up being bullied for being Nigerian, too. So I used to not tell people I was Nigerian. So my last name is Williams, so I could get away with this. I used to not tell people. But I went to a summer camp at UT, and I like, I told people I was Nigerian. Like, they were like, you're Nigerian? Like, that's so cool. And, you know, to me, I was like, I was in shock because my whole life been called different names and stuff like that. But that, that camp was a very... That's also what made me decide to come to UT as well. So with that camp, I learned if you don't like me for me, you don't got to be my friend. Like, I'm always going to be Nigerian. I wake up Nigerian. I'm going to die Nigerian. It's in my blood. So your senior collection, which is like at the UT fashion show, which is always on TV every year, that's supposed to be a representation of you. So I definitely wanted to combine that aspect of me as well, my Nigerian heritage, because I'm proud of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not ashamed of it at all. And like also too, like I've done it before. Like I've never, I haven't seen that. I don't see nobody combining 
that together. So that's why I think there is my own lane, like my own take on it. So that's really what I would like to say about that. Like, cause African print is beautiful. It's called it's called Akara Akara fabric. That's what it's called. A K A R A. Akara. 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 Akara fabric. And it's it's beautiful. You know, I wear a lot of traditional natives in my culture. So I'm not. There's there's fashion in that as well. Like a lot of a lot of people in the African community are tailors. Like someone's aunt, someone's grandma is a tailor. You know what I'm saying? I remember growing up as a kid, going to some auntie's house, and she said, "Yeah, I, I, what what fabric do you want? What outfit do you?" And she'll sew the whole thing. So it's like it's in our community as well. So that's really cool. I actually never I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So what are you trying to express exactly with your fashion? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, hmm. there's different aspects to it, but I definitely like I said before, like the like imagine being able to go to. I believe in anime so much. I personally believe anime is the future of fashion i personally believe it like so of that aspect alone is that like i said man you can go to work go to school go to like as your favorite anime character and you look it still looks realistic and it's cool um that's one aspect just trying to another part is just me just like where i'm coming from my upbringing and who i'm meant to be in life and stuff like that so that it's a pretty that's basically it honestly just me who emmanuel williams is as a designer like what he stands for and what he likes if that can if that answers the question no it does because i feel like you're trying to you're coming into a space that has been around for forever and a day i mean like fashion trends come and go but i feel like the iconic ones are timeless like what would you say is your favorite fashion trend oh shoot I love the '90s. I love, I love '90s fashion. I love early 2000s fashion. I'm here for the whole baggy look. Like I got some baggy clothes on right now. Like I'm here for '90s. Anything that's '90s and 2000s, like I'm here for it. Yes, because I recently <laughs> just bought some bell-bottom jeans and exactly. I love them. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I'm here for the Y2K look. I love it. Like if you like, shoot, like like all my free time, like. Shoot, you could go, if you go on my YouTube, you go like on my YouTube history. There's music videos from the '90s and 2000s on there. I'm because I just love it so much. I'm always watching music videos from like the '90s and early 2000s, just looking what they were wearing. Cause I just that's what I was around when I was a kid. Like I was the baby of my family. Like my brother was older, my cousins were older, and just seeing how they used to dress and see that what they were watching on MTV and BET and 106 in Park, I was like, wow, what is this? So when I got older. I definitely like I definitely love it. So that's like my favorite era of fashion. Honestly, same. I'm trying to think. I would say that or the 70s, oh, 70s. just because I I fuck too. with the color mm-hmm. and just the patterns and mm-hmm. just the like you're just bold. Very I love bold. the bold nature of it. Mm-hmm. So when you're designing an outfit, mm-hmm. do you make clothes for yourself as in something that you could easily see yourself wearing or do you design for other people like for the masses, keeping in mind what the trends like what what is popular like what most people would like or want Mm, yes and no so you know usually most of my designs they were like there were projects there were assignments but they still give us freedom to do like what we want to do so they say you're gonna make some pants I just put my so I guess yeah like whatever is popular at the time but also like what's my take on it or also I also try to do what's never been done before too in a sense like so for example right like you said, do I make clothes for people? So usually, too, when I design, like, I try to picture what friend I can see in this. Like, 
who could wear this. I also see like what color would look good on them. I always think it out through to the point like what color, what fabric, everything, et cetera, like that. So that's usually what my design process goes in. Like I, I told you before, like I would put you in green if I made you something. I'll Me? Put, yeah, I'll put you in green or baby blue. Right, and I know we're going we're gonna to get a hit. Like, already, yes, because green know. brings out the hazel in my eyes and I love it. See, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I always think that and I just think about all those. I just, I'd really be, man, my design process is funny. I really just be like thinking like I'm really just, you, there's times throughout the day you'll just see me lost in thought like, okay, this, this, this. So that's really what it's just thinking like what color is going to look good on this person, what fabric, how I want to do it, just researching different styles from back in the day even it's from 90s fashion 2000s fashion which i also pull a lot from and also just anime and stuff like that so and that's really interesting that you said that you mainly like a big portion of your design process is thinking do you do any exercises to kind of improve your creativity i listen to music i like when i saw one like I listen, so I have a playlist. So, you know, I think I've told you, like, my little saying is, like, they're going to know my name. That's what my little saying. But I listen to music, like, sometimes the instrumentals, and I just start, like, I guess I meditate on it. You know what I'm saying? I just start really just, I zone out, and I just start, just start, like, just thinking and thinking. Or, if, like, if I'm scrolling on my phone on social media and I see, like, a picture of something that inspires me, I'll screenshot it, put it in my notes app come back to it later so i just start i just start thinking i just start looking at things and stuff like that so you just kind of use your everyday influences mm -hmm. and think about how that can be translated into mm -hmm. design mm -hmm. exactly that's literally it I, I wish there was like a crazier way I, but it's just like just going throughout life and just seeing things and just thinking no but that's good that means like you're not closed off to any one way or any certain thing like you're letting life kind of dictate or not dictate but you're letting your life experience mm -hmm. be the guide for your designs mm -hmm. and i like that i like that a lot do you think that your personal style reflects in the clothes that you design oh yeah of course i think like i said like i would design a jacket like this like what i'm wearing right now like i think honestly just yeah like what i wear and what i'm interested in wearing like so I definitely what i like to see people wear. i think it all it all correlates with each other, honestly. Do you ever push the boundaries with your fashion? Like, would you wear anything that's kind of androgynous? Mm, me, personally, no. But I'm not against someone else doing it. You know what I'm saying? Me, But it depends, like, what what what's androgynous? What counts as androgynous? Like, We're going to have to look up the exact definition <laughs> of androgynous. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Feeling of hearing. Okay. So, it's, like, just very ambiguous. Because I know, do you remember a while back when Jaden Smith wore that, like, I can't remember if it was a skirt or a dress to, oh, his, prom, oh, to his prom. And the news outlets were going crazy over it. They, they were, were like, what is this? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, they were just, like, very much trying to put him into a box, put him into a category. And mm -hmm. the fact that I think Jaden is very well known for pushing that, like, pushing the boundaries very much like you're not going to tell me what i'm going to be and i love that that's i I actually respect jay for that because like i'm the same way people been trying to box me my whole life you know what i'm saying so like the fact that he's like oh there ain't no we just doing whatever i love it you know what i'm saying so yeah that's why I'm, that's the thing like me personally i wouldn't dress like my, my personal fashion no but I, i'm not against it when it comes to fashion and others like, I, I love it because like the fact that someone's trying to box you like there's nobody on this earth that, like, can define you. The only person that could ever define you is God. He's Because he's the person who made you. 
Nobody on this earth could ever define you, tell you this, oh, you have to wear this, and da, 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 you know what I'm saying? So that's that's how I personally feel about that, so. I agree, like, I feel like what, I think what people love about fashion is it's another way of basically self-expression. Yeah, self and so whenever you have a limit on that or like you feel like you're being boxed in like mm -hmm. i know like schools with their dress codes or like things like that mm -hmm. where they're basically limiting how you can express yourself mm -hmm. you feel hindered and you feel Ooh, small so and belittled mm -hmm. and i think it's interesting because i feel like a lot of schools nowadays are re-looking at their dress codes mm -hmm. because they were very much set to men have to wear this women have, have to, to wear, wear this it. but now in our society that it's not black and white there's a whole no, lot of gray very it, you know what i'm saying and you know for me it's like everybody has their own style so i'm never going to knock somebody's style like if that's your style i respect it it may not be for me but i'm not i respect it you know what i'm saying that makes sense like, i'm aware when i'm gonna wear it they gonna wear it when i and it's gonna be live like because you know some things are gonna look good something that will look good on that person is probably not gonna look good on me you know what i'm saying so i've never I respect everybody's style. Like, I'm just like, oh, that's dope. So I think that's the key word, style. Because I feel like in Everyone fashion, style. a lot of people get mixed up with or like they're like, oh, I'm fashionable. But it's just like they just wear name brands, but they don't actually like put anything together. <laughs> together. And I feel like that's a very big key differentiator. Like you can wear a bunch of brand names yeah, you, and you can't dress. You, it doesn't mean that you have let me, style. Let me rephrase it. It means you don't have drip. Okay? Yeah. Yes. You don't have drip. Okay. Just because you got some designer on you don't mean you can dress. I'm not attacking nobody person, but I'm just saying. like, No, this. we're not attacking. It's just I, I feel like in order to come up with your own style and elevate that is much harder to do. Mm -hmm. And it atones more to someone's personality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because like you said it's, it's a form of expression yeah you know what i'm saying so i definitely see what you mean exactly me above the mean <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm here for the dad puns <laughs> you know something slight <laughs> um okay i saw you recently had one of your jacket designs featured in preem magazine mm -hmm. can you tell us about that experience yeah so preem magazine so it's funny, so I've known who Preem Magazine is for quite some time. So remember I told you RDC World, I've been a fan since like I was like a teenager. So they're actually featured in Preem Magazine. There's an issue they're featuring or something like that. So I don't, do you know Kaya? You know Kaya, right? She yeah. went to UT. Well, she did UTLA. So Preem Magazine posted, so I follow them. They posted on their Instagram account that they were that they were looking for designers and stuff like that. And Kyle recommended to me, like, oh, you should do this. And at first I was a little hesitant. I was like, you know, they might not pick me, whatever. So I did it. They reached out to me. The head person of Preem reached out to me. And he was just talking to me. But the thing about it, like, I already knew who Preem was. I was already telling how much I, like, have much love and respect for what y'all are doing. Because it's a, it's a black-owned it's a black owned um, magazine company. Oh, I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, it's black-owned. So... They reached out to me and I, sh I showed them my work and stuff like that. And then they told me like the people that were like celebrities that are coming in and stuff like that. So I remember when they sent me the list, they said Little Tekka was going to come. Marlon Wayans was going to come. Joy Badass was going to come. Uh, yeah, Joy Badass. Joe Badass. He came. Yeah, they're all there. Um, they said Gunna's coming in February. So I, uh, Gunna's coming. Tanache just came like this week. As we're talking right now, I think they already did her photo shoot. So... 
He was telling me about Little Tekka, and I sent one of my designs. He was telling me that Little Tekka's like about this size and stuff like that. So I wasn't sure yet that he was gonna wear my stuff. So the 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 owner of Premium texted me. He was like, "Yeah, here's a secret. We got Little Tekka. He wore your jacket. He loved it." And I was just like, "And it's crazy because I made that jacket. It's handmade. And the thing about it, you could never tell me three years ago that somebody famous was gonna wear wear that jacket. It's a. I believe that a lot of people like that jacket, but I could never imagine like someone famous. That's the first time anybody famous has worn my stuff." You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it meant a lot. Like, there's all these moments that reassure me, like, this is my purpose and that I'm going down the right path. So, Little Tech Award, and I was, I was excited, you know what I'm saying? I'm always going to have that documented. Yeah, because that's a big deal. Like, that's mm -hmm. a really cool validation to get that, like, someone who has no knowledge of you, doesn't know anything about you, mm -hmm. and they see your design or they just see that jacket and they're like, this is dope. I want to wear this. I'm going to style this. Mm -hmm. Like, that's in a major, like, accomplishment. Mm hmm and it, it is, and I just, it's just reassuring because it's like, like, it just lets me know, like, I'm going in the right direction, and I'm just, I'm just blessed, and I'm grateful, like, you know, because the thing about it was like, you know, I really, there was, I really, that, that opportunity was like, me taking a bet on myself and just having faith, like, something's gonna, good's gonna come out of it, because the way it was like, I'm gonna send my work, I know somebody's gonna like this, and someone's gonna believe in me to wear this, and uh, the result was great, so... I, and I love that because I remember seeing that on Instagram and I was so happy for you. I was like, this is dope. Like, this is just the start. Just it really start. is. Just the start, you know. And so, okay. I've honestly, I really, really enjoyed this time. Yeah. I love that. I feel like we've covered so much. We honestly have. We're just vibing. We, we, we vibing. vibing. We vibing. This is a vibe. <laughs> this is always a vibe. Honestly, hanging out and talking with you is always a vibe. I appreciate that. Same here to you. So... I think I'm going to end it with, let me see. So who are some people that you look up to in regards to style? Like you're like, ooh, this style is hot. This is dope. Uh, uh, like famous or like where anybody? Let's go with, let's start famous and then anybody. Okay, famous. Ooh, man, I got to really think this through because I look at everything. Shoot. Uh, I like Tupac address, bro. Tupac addressed. I love Tupac. Tupac address. Ah, shoot. Tupac. That's a hard. See, it's hard because I look at everything. It doesn't matter who they are, but I do love what Tupac addressed. I feel like, I, on top of my head, I can't think. It's crazy because my Instagram, I definitely follow people. Oh, Big Sean. I love Big Sean. Ooh, Big Sean can dress. Oh, I love Big Sean. Uh, Bryson Tiller. I love Bryson Tiller's like, <laughs> Bryson Tiller's the blueprint to, to my. That's what started it all. I bought, really? Yes, I bought this red, black, and red, black flannel like back in 2015, 2016. That's when his first album came out. That's why I wear like hats and YRC jackets and layers. So Bryson Tiller is definitely like. I feel like this is like your uh, outfit right now is very much giving me like LA artist vibes. I'm here for it. I am going to the West Coast. So. <laughs> See, you're already dressing in preparation. Exactly, but. Bryson Tiller, yeah, Bryson Tiller. Hold on, I'm going to keep thinking, man. Shoot. Who are you going to say uh, when I asked the question that wasn't famous that you get some style inspiration from? Oh, my friend Slim. You know, I think oh, you know Slim. Oh, Slim, I yes. Love, he I can dress Slim. very, very oh, so well. He's the one who's actually, so I don't know if you can feel my phone vibrating, but he was the one blowing up my phone. Really? <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we, talk, we, talk, we talk every day. 
every day. He's very fashionable. Yeah. Like I love every. He was. I think I saw him in Dallas once, and he was wearing this really really cool outfit to one of my friend shows. Mm-hmm. No, see, Slim is. I'm gonna give it to him. Slim, you're that guy, man. I don't know if he's gonna watch it, but if you do, you're that guy. Like Slim, that man can dress, man. And I, cause he's always been like a big brother to me. You know, he's always. He's always looked out for me and stuff like that ever since I was a freshman. So he's definitely someone who can dress. We talk about fashion all the time. I have another cousin. I have an older cousin. He can dress as well. I actually went to San Francisco with him. He can dress. I take a lot of inspiration from him. Shoot. That's I just, everybody, honestly. If, even friends I follow on social media. I can't really, on top of my head. If I see something, you, if I even a random person. I can see a random person on the street. Oh, I really like how you did this and this. I'm a... I'm going to take it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's really what I can say. I feel that. Because I feel like, honestly, same. I feel that I've definitely developed more of a style. I've gone through phases. Because mm-hmm. there was a phase all when have, I was... Have phases. Yes. Like, there was a phase when I really only liked to wear crop shirts that had collars. Like, I don't know what it was about that I look. I remember this style. <laughs> like, it was very much giving me, I want to be angsty little boy, but still cute. <laughs> And I I don't know how to describe what it was about it, but I just really liked wearing crop shirts with collars. Like, I just thought it was a vibe. I thought I was so cool, so <laughs> trip, so, like, trendy. Now when I look back on it, I don't hate it. Oh, I, no, just, it I definitely question it a little. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, are there any, has there been any styles or trends that you did? And then it's, like, looking back on, you're like, mm, I should have never done that. Yeah. Oh, shoot, let me see. This definitely is. See, that's how you know I don't remember because I try to erase that. <laughs> uh, we try to erase that time period. Oh, man. I used to wear V-neck shirts all the time. I'm so glad that the V-neck era is not oh, around. Man. V-necks, that had a hold on me. I used to, the, the V-neck, I just, oh, man. I don't know what I was thinking with that. V-necks all the time. So I'm glad. That's a style I'm glad I outgrew. V-neck. V-necks. Let me see. Is there more? There has to be something else. Shoot, it's definitely the V. That's the one I'm not. I'm not. I'm not proud of V-necks. Um, shirts with the little regular T-shirts with the, like the little shirt pocket right there. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what I was thinking back then. I thought I was fly though. I thought I was like the flies, where it was just like the whole shirt would be plain, and then you just have like that flower yeah, pocket yes. on the side. Yes, I, I thought I was so live, and then like you know you got pair everything with Sperry's. Mary Brown's wearing Sperry's. Oh, man, I don't know what we was thinking back then, but we thought we was fly. You know what I'm we saying? really did wearing these fly outfits with, like, boat shoes. Did you wear Toms? I never wore Toms. I wasn't a Tom girl? No. I'm very much... Honestly, I didn't really get into shoes until recently. Mm. Um, and I feel like... I would never call myself a sneakerhead, but I really got into, I thought the culture was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought... It's a whole, like... It really good. is. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize just how serious some oh, people no, take it's, it. It's hardcore. People, there's people, Saturday, when we know Jordan's drop on, like, Saturdays, they're, they're up and early to get Yes. Shoes. Like, my brother, oh, man, I remember one time my brother woke me up, like, four in the morning to go buy these, buy these Nike Air Maxes. We didn't get them. So, but the fact because it's very rare when you actually rare. get them it's on the home. drop. Man, let people sneakers app. A lot of people know about the sneakers app. No one, I don't know that many people have caught a dub on the sneakers app to get some get some shoes. So, no, I the first actual like really nice pair of shoes 
that I bought was recently in last April when I went to New York City and I copped my first fours and I was so excited and I dropped a pretty penny on them but luckily I just got my stimulus check so I was just like and it's not like I even wear them that often I only try to save them for special occasions but when I do put them on I feel like you feel like that person I feel like that bitch like I feel very special yes what color are they they're the Tope Haze Retro Fours. I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about. They're like brown. Okay, I know exactly. Yeah. What I like those. I like those. Yes. And honestly, every time I wear them, I get so many compliments and I'm just like, shoe game strong. strong. <laughs> Dude, honestly, Emmanuel, I really enjoy this. I feel like I've learned so much and just like, just chopping it up with you. I really love seeing the progression of i feel like your fashion career thank you thank and i you. can't wait to see all that's gonna happen don't forget about us little uh, people nah, when you make it nah, big nah, i can never i can never because i can never say i can never say i did this all on my own i'll, I'll be lying to myself that I did, there's people that i've met in my life teachers friends just y'all believing in me is letting me know that that's helped me get to where i need to be i'm really honestly excited to see just everything and like where you go Thank you. Thank so you. So what's the next what's the next for you? What's next? So, you know, basically it's, it's moving to officially moving to to California, to San Francisco, finding an apartment and starting my first day as a designer for Levi's and Brandon Bath. That's next. That's the big thing. And then from there, I don't know where it's going to take me, but we're gonna see. You know, my motto is they gonna know my name. So, you know, when you know my name, you know his name and we don't know. We'll just see. But I'm open for whatever whatever door comes my way. But, you know, I always told you the end goal is to have my own brand one day. So, but we'll, we'll see. Just first up, first up is Levi's stuff. And I'm more than excited to be there. Like, I'm ready. That's definitely a place I, I saw being for me and definitely a place I want to be. So. I mean, it's very evident and clear, like, your passion's there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and so, I... I I'm really happy for you. Thank you so much. I really, I like, I appreciate you even just taking the time to interview me and stuff like that. Yes, of course, because I feel like so many people need to hear this story and this testimony that like putting in the hard work and going after your dreams, no matter what people say, no matter how many people are going to stand in your way or tell you you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And if as long as you believe in yourself and you know mm-hmm. you got you, then... Got you. Everything yeah. else will follow. Everything will follow. And trust in God, and like He'll, everything will line up. Everything needs to be. He'll show you what's your purpose, because everybody has a purpose. You have a purpose. I have a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just want to be a light. That's all. At the end of the day, I just want to be a light. Just let, like you said, let my life be a testimony. Be a fashionable light. Uh, a fashionable light. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> likes anime. <laughs> That likes anime. That likes anime. In an anime style. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you for coming on my podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's been it's just been fun. Honestly, <laughs> I, I've never done this. Is my first podcast. I think I don't know if I said that. First podcast. So. I love that. I love being people's first podcast because I feel like a lot of my guests that I brought in, uh, they've told me that they've done interviews and stuff before, but like that this was their first mm-hmm. podcast. So I love being that like stepping step for people. I'm here for it. I'm all here for it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Of course. That is it for today. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, that you got some real knowledgeable tips about anime and fashion and everything in between. 
If you like the show, make sure to comment and subscribe and leave us a message on our latest Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can find Emmanuel's Instagram as well as the show's Instagram linked to the description below. You already know I'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday morning. Sorry for this late submission. My power went out and we were having technical issues, but we're back. We didn't let that stop us. As always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out.